0: Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. And yes, this is the first live call-in show of Free Talk Live for two weeks now. Is that right?
1: It's been a beautiful two weeks. Uh, it's 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 Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer.
0: And Melanie. And we've been at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Fork Fest and all the festivities up at Rogers Campground for two weeks, and it's been lots of fun. I was actually up there last night and got to see FUD, the sort of FTL band, <laughs> uh, Fear, Uncertainty, and Doubt. So they did a really good job. Melanie, you didn't make it at all, right?
2: Um, Fest is not really for me, okay. especially with a baby.
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
2: Babies don't belong at festivals. Yeah. I don't care what the FSP says.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. And Peakless Mountaineer, you were there the whole time? Oh, yeah. Beginning to end. Not I, just on the weekends. So anyway, uh, I'm sure you're waiting to call in about so many things because you've just been waiting for that next live show of Free Talk Live, so feel free to do so. Until then, well, 2020 has been a real catastrophe. And um, what could be the next domino to fall? And why it's dominoes that fall, I don't know. Well, because one knocks the other over. That's right.
2: Because dominoes are pushed down by a higher level being than the <laughs> dominoes intentionally in such a way that it makes it look like a pattern that's random, but it's not.
0: <laughs> well, Reason Magazine says that uh, they believe that it's the debt. It's important to underscore that all the death and economic rec- rec- wreckage that COVID-19 has caused didn't just come out of nowhere.
2: Well, COVID-19 but, has not caused much death and it has caused no economic problems. The lockdowns did that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's a lot of death, but not much compared to say diabetes or to the yearly flu season
2: or to just the number of people who die in any given month.
0: How many years are we talking piling up for the yearly fu- flu season there because uh, I think
1: we've got about 2 now. Like we've got about two average uh, flu seasons worth of deaths so far, and it it's might be
0: about that number.
2: Been almost that long, so
0: yeah, yeah. I think that it's a uh, it it it's a notable uh, illness by the looks of the deaths. If you presume that every excess death is a COVID nineteen death and not a death caused which, by
2: which is not which you're entirely and not entirely fair.
0: There certainly are some suicides in there and maybe some abused spouses and some alcohol poisonings and all kinds of things that happen as a result of the lockdown. But there's probably some people who didn't drive to work, so therefore didn't die in a fiery wreck. And apparently some riding. Writing,
1: rioting, rioting.
0: Yes, that too. There's,
1: there's definitely and two was deaths really that were good not. At actually uh,
2: killing people, though, so I don't know how many deaths they're actually racking up.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about how many. And there was definitely two deaths that are not COVID-related that were the uh, Chaz shootings.
0: Yes, yep, yep. Those are uh, notable and interesting. Like what? Now we know that these people cannot rule themselves. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got it now. All right. What is that
2: every other country has at least two shootings a month
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think that you, they needed to be ready you know for the shooting uh thing to be happening and they just weren't they you know it's like i, I mean you know let's not have cops we'll have specially uniformed people with guns though <laughs>
2: well no will we give them cops- special
1: powers And make them exempt for their actions?
2: I'm not at all advocating or a proponent of what Chaz has or had, but security forces are an entirely different thing fundamentally than cops.
0: So what is the difference uh, in your mind? Security
2: forces provide security. They protect your life, your property, whatever else. Apparently they
0: don't.
1: Well, a big part of it is the, the question of whether a thing has happened or not. Now, if a thing has happened, that's mostly what police do. They move in, they make records, they go after people who have already broken the law.
0: Yeah. Well, that's
1: a
2: really generous description of the cops.
1: It is a very generous description of the cops. It's what they are essentially supposed to do. Now, on the other hand, uh, a security team, they might want to actually avoid a problem happening in the first place.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and that's even, like, based on what cops are alleged to do. What they actually do is go around and screw with people for possessing plants they don't like, for running a business without filling out their paperwork, for not giving them a high enough cut of their business, like, just running around, you know, antipode with badges and more training, slightly more training. (laughs) they run around and break I don't know break stuff and steal things. very
0: often go to make sure that somebody has a you know business license or anything like that. I mean, I haven't seen too many Those stories. Those systems like are
2: usually that. automated. You live in New Hampshire where we don't have very many business licenses though.
1: Right. And and that is one part of it is that uh they don't actually go and check everyone's business license to make sure that they have one, but they're an ever-present threat that gets people to have their business licenses. Lest the police come Well, tracking.
2: And in states that have that kind of thing, although I do think that New Hampshire has them for like restaurants and stuff like that, it's an automated process where it's like, okay, you didn't renew your business license, or there's a restaurant here, or there, and you don't have a license. We're going to send you a bunch of letters first to see what happens. But. Then ultimately, you know, then one the knows that
0: there are enforcement agents out there. I mean, I think that's true, and likely that was true in the Chaz too. I don't see uh, that. I mean, I don't see a functional difference between Chaz security and between poli- Chaz, the police, yes, because I
2: really doubt that Chaz is going around protecting property rights, especially seeing they how seem to, seem to they're like diametrically opposed to property <laughs> right. rights. So. Ch- I'm not saying that Chaz is security, but I'm saying that there is a thing of guys with guns walking around that is security. It's not very common it because exist. it's illegal for the most part.
0: Well, most um, more there's more private security in this country than there are cops. Now, as so far as- I
2: don't know if everything that's classified is like I don't know that like ADT qualifies as private security. The I always call them the wrong thing. Um, the place in Detroit, defense, man- defense management, mm-hmm. defense management is a security company. ADT is an alarm company.
1: All right. Well, now, as far as people walking around uh, securing an area with their own guns, we did definitely see that in Manchester during the protests. There were a lot of people that uh, just showed up on the sidelines with guns. Uh, ready to make sure that there wasn't uh, a, that there wasn't rioting out of this protest. That,
2: that would be security. Um, you're not going to have something like that for free on an ongoing basis because there is a cost of like okay, you have to stay up all night, but that that would be security.
0: Well, I've almost made it through the first sentence of this uh, paragraph here, so I'm going to go repeat it. It's important to underscore that all the death and economic wreckage COVID-19 caused didn't just come out of nowhere because there's. Another totally predictable crisis that promises to be even more damaging to our way of life, the national debt. The amount of money the federal government owes is already choking down economic growth. But in the future, it could lead to sudden inflammation and a loss of confidence in inflation. the federal government's ability. To, is it say inflation? I'm sorry. Uh, inflation. It's a long two weeks, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: uh, I've many times said uh, systemic inflation. Wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the federal government's ability to commit to repay its debts in full such a crisis could spread globally and it probably will if the united that's, states has uh, you know absolutely. economic problems not at
2: all why currencies fail but okay
0: because of uh, debt upon debt
2: it's not good but that's not what your currency fails, because we're talking about government currencies. Yep. State currencies fail when the state can no longer point guns at people and say, you will take this currency for goods and services. Well,
0: one of the reasons that people don't want a, it would would come to a conclusion that a currency is not worth what they thought it was previously is because the government that issues it is so deeply in debt that they can't possibly repay it. That
2: only matters if there is a bigger government than you making you repay it. And that's not the case in the US. The US's problem is that Saudi Arabia and other people now no longer want to take it. well, they never well, wanted to. Historically not take it for oil.
1: Historically when we used coinage Uh, When you would uh, deface the value of the coinage by mixing your gold with tin or whatever, uh, that's what would uh, destroy your economy. That's what happened to Rome. It's happened throughout history. And this is essentially the equivalent of mixing your gold with uh, less precious metal is to print more and more money.
0: I think that it could be devastating if the United States. Well, I'll tell you what. The economists that I've interviewed are saying that the debt is out of control at this point. And I don't know what's going to happen.
2: We always knew that they weren't going to repay it because that's physically impossible. 855-450-3733.
0: It's 855-453. Do you think this debt uh, issue is a problem? Do you have a solution? Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about. We're talking about the national debt. And Reason Magazine seems to think it's a big deal. I tend to agree. And there's been some kind of strange things happen with banking in the last, pardon me, in the last few months, um, including now banks don't have to have reserves in order to give loans.
2: They got rid of reserves right around the time they did the lockdowns cuz you know if you're too distracted by oh no I don't have an income anymore it's illegal to go to the dentist
1: probably, you're probably for not a more pay important pay that much attention to an obscure part of monetary policy that
2: most people don't pay attention to anyway. They so pay yeah, attention. so they used to have to not hand out but have 10% in assets of the loans that they lent out the rest and really the original 10% because they weren't loaning you that. It was the value of the building and whatever else. Magically comes into existence and that's called fractional reserve banking. Now they got rid of reserve requirements so no fractional reserve banking is bad it's horrible and it's bad and it's evil but it at least slowed (laughs) down the printing of money. Now there's no reserve requirements they got rid of those so now they can very literally print infinity money.
0: And if you want to take control of your money and they're sick and tired of the government taking control of it, you, you might consider cryptocurrencies. The best place to go to find out more about cryptocurrencies is Bitcoin.com. They have their own news department there. Plus, if you know very little, they have a great section called Get Started or Let's Get Started or Getting Started. I can't remember exactly what it is on there on the front page. And, you know, they'll help you get a wallet, which is an app for your phone that holds your Cryptocurrencies—they'll help you to purchase it. They'll, you know, all—they've got Bitcoin Cash there, all kinds of stuff. Go to Bitcoin.com to get started. I think it's a great site, Bitcoin.com. So, now you were experiencing difficulty finding change. What's going on with change? So,
2: for roughly a month, a little less than that, maybe the. Federal Reserve was not filling change orders to the banks. And now they are talking fill, about no, change, change, or, change, like so,
0: like, uh, coinage. Yeah.
2: So for them to give you change, it, 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 the physical money has to come somewhere. Unlike the the dollars and cents in the computer system in, in in your bank accounts, they don't actually have anywhere near the assets to have the money that's in your account. So when people withdraw money or for whatever other reason, they have to get change orders from the Federal Reserve. They're still filling from what I've been t- from what I've read, you know, physical the paper foldable money, change, quarters, but dimes. But the Federal Reserve
0: never made change. That's the US Mint that makes change. It's actually the United States government that makes money when it, that money is coinage.
2: I don't Think they're just allowed to just send it wherever they want? Though it's still okay.
0: It may go through the Federal Reserve. I don't have answers. Yeah,
2: Jerome Powell is not sitting around all day with a a pot of melted nickel making it into into coins.
0: No, there's no nickel in nickels anyway.
2: Or I I don't know. It it cost
0: eight cents to make a nickel. I did. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) It's silly.
2: So they are they're filling the the dollar orders, but they're not filling the metal change orders with just no explanation.
1: Oh, wow. And we had, we had talked previously about uh, the possibility of uh, doing away with uh, with paper currency uh, just as an effect of the uh, the COVID scare because uh, apparently it's not good to use the the reusable oh, and bags he, and there are all these other things that can have enough surface area that you can. Uh,
2: he actually came out and admitted to that two weeks ago. So he, Jerome Powell, has been randomly denying for no reason that he's going to get rid of cash for about a year now. And about two weeks ago, he came out, he's calling it, he's not calling it banning cash, he's calling it a digital dollar, but that means there's no physical currency anymore. And came out and said that he was working on doing that two weeks ago.
0: Wow. Well, um, I think that Americans, you know, it's, a lot of people really like using cash. They just prefer that way of budgeting and doing things. It doesn't feel the same to spend money on a credit card as it does to feel uh to, to you and know just, 4, there's 000. plenty of
1: research on that too you yep. will spend more money out of a credit card or i mean th- that's exactly why they give you chips in a casino is because you don't register them as money so you spend them without thinking that you're spending them yeah and the same thing happens with credit cards
2: per, some personal financial advisors will recommend that you s- use all use sp- everything you buy you use physical cash that for those, A, for those psychological reasons, and B, a lot of them will be like, okay, so get an envelope. This is your eating out envelope. Right. And $20 goes in it, and when it's gone, it's gone. Right. That doesn't really happen real well with debit cards.
0: And what are you going to get for $20? A pizza? I mean, or
2: whatever the, the amount is, <laughs> like for a week, you know, $100, $50, whatever. Whatever but, the number is. Yeah. Well,
1: you might have to save up your uh, eating out budget.
0: It, it's true. That is true. Um, so. What do you think it means that they don't have coinage for stores?
2: So, I mean, it can mean a few things, and maybe it means all of them. I don't know. So they might be testing out, hey, how much of this can we get away with? How much of not having physical currency will people tolerate? It could that's kind of where i'm leaning it could be like hey okay well we're gonna slowly do this we're not gonna come out tomorrow and be like no more physical money we're okay we're gonna not have changed and you know six months from now we're not gonna have ones and just do it gradually until there is no more
0: we've been talking about getting rid of um coins on free talk live in many cases for a long time i mean the the one cent piece is basically useless there
2: is absolutely no reason anymore for a penny I really don't think that Jerome Powell wants to get rid of coins for the same reason that you and Ian want to get rid of coins.
0: No, I suspect not.
1: <laughs> well, and and that's probably why they're starting with coins is because no one's going to defend a penny. No, no one's well, going yeah, to say, too. I must have my pennies. Yeah. They might, however, go, I must have $20 bills.
2: Yeah. And if you can't withdraw your money from the bank, you can't have a run on the banks. And if you can't have a run on the banks, that means you can institute negative interest rates like they did in Venezuela and Greece
0: and Japan and uh, yeah it's been it's been happening around the world so uh, negative right interest before rates good times right that,
1: that's that's a presage no. of the the best of civilization
0: No, it's a bad 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 oh. omen oh the other thing yeah um so negative interest rates means that businesses borrow money at such a low rate that they're getting paid a small amount to borrow it is that right
2: um so negative interest rates for loans I don't know that those would exist in a level that you would see. Like, I don't think you're going to walk into a bank and it's like, oh, we'll pay you 3% a month to take this mortgage. But what it means for, for you as a person is if all your money's in your checking account because you can't take it out because there's no more physical money, they're taking away 1% a month or 2% a month instead of paying you. Mm. They're not... I mean, good luck finding a savings account at 1%, but... You might have a savings account where you get paid like one cent every three months. Because right, it's like no, point there, oh, 0.001% interest or whatever.
0: At this point, say, say, uh, checkings account, checking accounts really don't have interest, and savings accounts have laughably low interest. Yeah,
2: so there's really there in, in, in effect, there's no interest-bearing accounts until you get into really much higher numbers that shouldn't be sitting in reserve notes in those numbers. But if you have to have it in a checking account and they can institute negative interest rates, that just means that they're taking away a percentage of your money
0: every month. The value of your money decreases.
2: Well, no, not the value. No, they, like they the actual te- they're taking out amount $100 and have $1,000.
0: If they want it to. 855-450-3733. That seems like a bad thing. 855 450 free news from news.bitcoin.com. BTC miners give off a signal of intending to sell. Does this mean a bear cycle? New Zealand police seize $91 million from a Russian exchange operator. Anti-crypto SEC head stepping down, making Bitcoin ETFs more likely. And you can make money by referring people to exchange.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com free talk live call in talk about whatever's on your mind it's mark with you speak loose mountaineer and melanie And well, we're talking about the national debt. Reason's got an article here where they're talking about, uh, well, a loss in confidence in the federal government's ability to commit to repay its debts uh, in full. And such a crisis could spread globally, causing some financial institutions to fail. And that's the, uh, oh, I don't know, the Congressional Budget Office. So I'm not... Thinking that that's uh, some fringe notion, the things that free uh, the libertarians have been talking about for a very long time, and, Liber- and free talk live has been talking about for twenty years, is now being said by the Congressional Budget Office. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's real this time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I, I will say this: the the people who um, in the financial world who keep these balls. Going in the air, these jugglers of um, the you know these these the the deepest and most duplicitous of liars that control our lives.
2: Bernie Madoff, but legal.
0: <laughs> they are very good at this juggling game, and I'm not claiming that the economy is going to go to hell in 2020, but it might. I it mean, does
2: take central banks a long time to die, and they basically start dying from their inception. We're going on a little over 200 years. It's it's about time for this.
0: The Federal Reserve note. Um, the Federal Reserve came into being in 1913. Uh, That's debatable. I, I don't know
3: how.
2: Well, and, and the central bank.
0: The
3: central bank. So
2: what, in well, 1913, our current, it was the, is our current the central Federal bank. Reserve. So whether or not there was carryover from... The U.S. has had a central bank for about 200 years. The
0: banks had a lot of power back in 1912 too. Um, So Federal Reserve uh, comes in, but we didn't see an actual decoupling from gold and silver on an international level until it was somewhere around 69 to 71.
2: If you trust what they said, they had in the basement.
0: Well, um, the, <laughs> I mean, I, don't. I didn't need to trust them, because they were never going to give me a uh, medal for my money. Well, I'm that's because you're not a country. It still right, mattered. Right. <laughs> it
2: still mattered. But when, you know, Germany goes to cash in, and they're like, mm, no.
0: Now, that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, about two years ago, maybe, Germany went to, was it the United States, or was it, uh, I think it was the United States. It was United the States. United
2: States, but I remember it being longer than two years ago. Okay,
0: maybe it was uh, longer than that, but I don't know. It hasn't been too, too long. But. Uh, They went and said, hey, we'd like to get our gold back. And the United States said, no. And that's really – we did talk about that on the air here because, well, it's important. Was I supposed to not sell that? (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) Right. They just don't have it. In a lot of cases, it's just not there. And most of the gold and silver that's being sold on uh, the market, it doesn't even exist. It's paper.
2: Yeah, you have to actually take physical possession of of gold and silver if yeah. you want to own gold and silver. Vault Go, silver isn't real. Going That's my on contention.
0: With the uh, with the article here, like the coronavirus, the debt problem has the potential to seemingly appear out of the blue and turn our world upside down in a matter of weeks. There's plenty we can and should do to avoid or minimize the potential shock to our system. But Congress and presidents uh, from both major parties have uh, attempted Dick Cheney's false maxim that deficits don't matter. Instead, they just keep spending more than we take in during the good times and bad, even though uh, being so deeply in hock will make us less able to deal with a future crisis. And that's true. The idea that somehow this doesn't matter is a real problem and politicians aren't paying attention i mean it's it's amazing i was you're talking to your friends and they're all like the government should do this and the government should do that the government is broke
2: what kind of friends do you have <laughs> I
0: was talking to one today and uh on the telephone and he's you know all upset that people weren't wearing masks in the uh in the dollar general store and you yeah, know, of course, the solutions all you are the same You should be state.
1: forced to make the same decision I made. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I start questioning my own decisions. <laughs> well,
0: um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that the, the question as to whether or not spreading a virus is a, a violation of the NAP is an interesting libertarian question. Like, for instance, if you, if you were, I don't know, a female hooker and had AIDS, and you went around uh, not telling people and having sex with them, that would be bad. If you went and had sex with a hooker or several of them and uh, didn't tell them that you had AIDS, that would be bad. So there's, you know, there's one extreme, and then it gets, you know, lighter and lighter. Right now, no one knows whether they have the coronavirus. Uh, you don't know for sure. A lot of people are taking extreme. Um, care of themselves. We had some people come, uh, our next-door neighbors rarely show up to their vacation cottage, and (laughs) they showed up, and basically they're, you know, outside with masks on and doing their stuff, you know, not wanting to be near anybody, it's, you know, some...
2: Well, and also, you know, cloth is magical now. So you used to have specific filters that would filter out viruses, and now literally any piece of cloth is supposed. You can't get surgical well, masks anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: Nothing's going to filter out a virus. Like it just does not exist. You but have to well, have an absolutely solid uh, thing to filter out a virus. You can you can decrease the uh, the medium that the virus travels in, so uh, less spittle particles. That you can decrease, but you can't actually stop the virus. Okay, so
2: I I might be misinformed about surgical masks, but since you can't get them, it kind of doesn't matter. A t-shirt is not going to filter out the virus or, or much of anything else.
0: I would think it would catch some of the sort of moisture from your mouth and that's going to slow things down. I don't know.
2: So, but then if it catches moisture, then you can't argue that you're not creating a wet, damp environment.
0: What it seems like is, is that we can see places where...
2: Or a warm, damp environment.
0: Um... Masks are used and they seem to work and versus places where they're not used and they seem, you know, to have more of the problems. I don't know. You know,
1: I I haven't seen the research on that.
0: Yep. That's what I hear. Let's go to the, the phones here. Let's uh, take the call from Tom from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Uh, yeah, I want to talk about public school and the problem that, uh, you know, first of all, there's uh, bullying going on. And the issue that, you know, if we legalize drugs, then, uh, you know, you don't have to buy any. You don't have to let your children buy any. But what happens when they're in school and you can't really watch them and stuff like that?
2: Well, Well, they're in school anyway, and maybe don't send your kids to school.
1: Well, that doesn't really change from when they're illegal, though, does it?
4: Anyway, what what I'm getting at is that uh, recently there was a uh, hotel... June 26th, a hotel in Williamston, North Carolina, made the news because a racist employee called the cops on guests who were at the pool, mother with her kids, and uh, said, You know, what are you doing? You trespassing? You cheating? This this pool is only for registered guests. And she had her room key and was, you know, uh, recording the whole thing, uh, the whole confrontation with the police and all of that. Finally, they left. And, well, the Employee told the lady, You see, uh, we get people trespassing, uh, we catch them, and it's always people like you. And that's the way he put it. In other words, black people. And, I mean, it shows uh, intense stupidity on the part of the employee if he actually cannot see what's wrong with what he said. You know, if they only question black people, then they're only going to catch black people trespassing, and uh, they don't question the other people and just assume that they're room guests. But, that hotel chain jumped on it perfectly you know they What'd didn't they even wait for they didn't wait for the guest to complain to the home office they found out about it on social media they checked out what happened the uh the employee no longer works at that property uh and no longer is with that company that owns that hotel and they're reaching out to the guest they've apologized to the guest for all of this they uh, repeated it there uh, policy of zero-tolerance for racism and all, they handled it perfectly in other words. And the, the, what brings that up is school.
5: Yeah. Come on.
0: We Talk Live. Call in, talk about what's on your mind. We are talking to Tom, who has called in about uh, apparently a PR disaster at a hotel. I'll tell you, we'll bring him back on here in just one moment. I want to tell you about AnyPay. If you have a business and you want to begin accepting cryptocurrency, AnyPay is the place to go. Anypayinc.com. Um, not only can you, if you have a business set up, um, work with Anypay, but if you want to just get businesses in your area to carry cryptocurrency, to, to accept cryptocurrency, you can go there too and become one of their ambassadors. And that allows you to earn money that on all the sales that are made in cryptocurrency there in your area. It's AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com. Back to Tom. By the way, it's Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. Back to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, we had a little snafu there. Want to uh, let you get back and finish what you were talking about. Apparently a hotel, I can't remember where it was, in the south, uh, bothered somebody over their Uh, whether or not they should have been at the pool, that person was black and uh, the person, the the employee said something pretty, pretty dull, uh, which was uh, whenever we have people here trespassing on our pool, they're always like you, whatever that means.
4: Yeah. Well, if they're only questioning the black uh, guests at the pool, they're only going to catch black trespassers anyway, which is so I mean, advertising intense stupidity if the uh, employee could not figure that out. But what I'm getting at is this is how schools would have to jump on a drug problem or a bullying problem in their school in a free country where anybody could freely buy a house on the market and open a school because you would have school choice and you could boycott the school just like people would boycott that hotel chain and you know, I mean, boycotting a hotel chain is bad news for that hotel chain because if you know they have to fill a certain number of rooms to break even, and if they get uh, fill one more room, they're making a profit. One less room, and they're taking a loss, and yeah. over time they're going to be driven out of business. Now it's pretty hard though to boycott public school when you have all these gun-toting goons you- in bulletproof vests intimidating people into paying school taxes, and if you don't pay for public school, they'll force you out of your home and go sell your home to somebody else. Yeah,
0: so public remember, school's a huge this, this racket. Po- and what? it's a huge racket. And this is why – one of the reasons that I think this COVID thing's kind of good. Mm. I mean
1: – Certainly a silver lining out of all this is that a lot <laughs> of people – are getting an opportunity to uh, to homeschool their children, right? So
0: lear- the kids are learning online.
1: If you had any desire to do it, well, here's your perfect opportunity. Whether you like it or not, you're going to try it, and I think a lot of people are going
0: to keep going with it. Yep, I think a lot will, and um, you know, just the the very idea that we you don't have the kids in the actual building, uh, spreading disease, and you know, their grubby little fingers, I think is a good thing.
4: Well, what I'm getting at though is, uh, in there's bullying going on and uh, drug dealing going on in public schools, pushing uh, bullies, pushing the kid to try this, try this, and stuff like that. It's the fault of cops because cops are the ones intimidating the children into attending the schools and the ones that are intimidating the rest of us into paying school taxes. So always remember everything is always the fault of cops.
0: <laughs> well, I'll take your word for yeah, it, for you to remember.
4: I, uh... I I don't know
2: if they're the only guilty... They're peripherally guilty there, and I think it has more to do with the drug war than it does with property taxes. There's only... Kids only have drugs because drugs are illegal, and if you're going to illegally sell something, you're going to sell it to the 12-year-old as well as the 25-year-old. They're not walking around with flasks for the most part at that age because it's legal to sell liquor, so you don't sell it to kids. I think the teachers have some more responsibility for how the school are, is run than than the cops do.
0: Well, I kind of, I mean, uh, the police are unlikely to be even involved in many cases uh, with a property tax dispute, and you know, they'll the the town, the city, the municipality will take your property.
2: Well, but how do they do that with cops? The only reason they anybody ever you pays
0: don't, you don't even have to leave. Right? Like, you know, they just say, okay, we're putting up the property for auction. But and if they then- didn't remove oh, they- you,
2: it wouldn't sell for anything because it wouldn't be worth anything. They'll- you
1: will leave if they sell your home.
0: They will make sure that you leave. Right. At at some point or another, somebody owns the house um, on paper, and then they send the cops in to get you out of their house. I mean,
2: if we're going to go that far down, it's like, okay, well, then the drug problems at school are due to people who are willing to buy property at government auctions, because if it wasn't for them, there could be no property tax, (laughs) and then if there is no property tax, there would be no... Like yeah, all these people are guilty of something. I don't know how much they're guilty of this specific transgression. I mean, I think that's more on the teachers, the people who are actually there doing it.
1: Well, so, he's he's definitely right about if you actually had choice in schools, like if it, well, you do, yeah. Well, sort you, of because you, you,
0: uh,
2: well, you, you have to pay them, property tax before, whether you have kids or not. When I didn't have kids, that property tax was still being paid, so you still had like. And it's usually the voucher people who talk about school choice. It's like, we have school choice in the U.S. You can pay for a private school. You can do it yourself. Or, you know, you can use the the horrible government schools. Well, it's
1: not really a choice if you are paying for it, whether you uh, choose it or not.
2: But somebody with three kids is paying the same amount of property tax as somebody with the same house with zero kids. So you're not being billed for the school. You're being billed... You're you're being robbed of X dollars, whether you have kids or not.
0: For and- what is also considered generally widely to be the worst school for the worst for the a given grade in a given district. So, I mean, what my uh, to, to make my statement more clear, you pick a grade, you pick a place, and I'll bet most you know I'll I'll bet every time that it's going to be the government school, and I'll win enough times to make a lot of money off of you <laughs> okay so um you know that's that's just it the government runs generally the worst school in any given place and for some reason you've got to pay for it
1: it's not that every government school is the worst it's just that every school that is the worst is a government school that's right
0: but, but we're, t- we're taking
2: responsibility off of parents here which is the people who pick where, where the kids go you're robbed whether you have kids or not What they do with that money after the fact is is an entirely irrelevant issue. You're robbed of X dollars because you own a piece of property, or because you're paying rent, and the landlords own paying the property tax on the property. Well, that's like whether you have seven kids or zero kids, you're robbed the exact same number of dollars for that. That has nothing to do with your decision of where to send your kids to school. You can do it yourself. You can pay somebody to do it, or you can, or you can run to the state for free babysitting. Well,
1: and education is an extremely regulated field. It's not like I can actually just set up a school because I want to teach people and I know how to do that. There are so many things that I have to do That's in order to do that.
2: Not true in every state, but you can always do it yourself.
1: With my kids, yeah. In most,
2: you can, in, I, I think in most states, and and states that I've looked at, you can do it. Yourself with your your friends' kids. Sometimes there's like a limit of like, oh, if it's more than fifteen kids, now it's a school instead of homeschooling. Homeschooling is not. To, no, it, it might be in, in you know your more fascist states. Maybe California and New York have have rules to the contrary. I don't know, but in states that I've looked at, you can homeschool your friends' kids. Yeah.
0: There are webs. There's websites out there that uh, deal with what the rules are in your given state for homeschooling and. In a lot of cases, it's a great option for families. I'll say this though: sometimes kids don't want to be homeschooled. My son d- decided after you know years of being homeschooled that he wanted to go to a school, and we uh, sent him off to a school. And of course, the COVID thing happened, so he's back to being homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he enjoyed it. He liked being with those other kids and uh, making those choices. He didn't go to government school, but because you know I would prefer not to do that. And it's not it in line fall. my uh, educational philosophy, but sometimes kids don't want to be homeschooled.
2: Okay, but sometimes kids don't want to take a bath. That doesn't mean they just get to like run around filled with mud, making mud handprints on the walls. Like you, you, you don't get to send your child to a government institution because they thought that it would be a good idea at the age of eight. Like that's like you're the parent. You're the one actually at the end of the day making the decisions.
0: I made the decision to go to government school in the ninth grade, leaving uh, the private Christian school that I went to in the eighth grade. And I would call it probably the single worst decision of my life and really wish that, uh, you know, hadn't I hadn't been allowed to make that particular one. I went from being on the dean's list to failing two classes and ultimately getting myself in uh, such trouble that I ended up in prison. So there you go. Not so nice. The number, 855-450-3733. We'll go on talking about the debt here. Um, 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live.
5: My dog, Mojo, was half beagle and half coonhound. He ate everything in sight. He would swallow things whole, including a chicken carcass, a bird nest with a bird in it, and assorted stones and sticks. We had to take him to the veterinary emergency room. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing on his feet, and chewing the hair right off of his legs, being irritated, lethargic, and just not the same dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared.
6: Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy.
5: Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy.
6: You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
7: dot com.
3: talk live
0: it is free talk live and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves because that's what we do on free talk live we make it possible for you to call in and well express your opinion about whatever you feel is going on whatever you feel is important right now and that like our audience available to you to talk about whatever it is. Now that doesn't mean we're not going to ask you questions, but uh, we're here for you. The number 855-450-3733 it's 855-450-FREE or check out the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com You gotta sign in create a username and password, but you'll sound a lot better. It's Mark with you Beagless Mountaineer and Melanie. That's Peakless Mountaineer, right? Peakless. Not a beakless Mountaineer. <laughs> Not a beakless,
1: but a peakless.
0: Indeed. So, going on with this article here from uh, Reason Magazine. Um, I think that this is uh, important stuff. The debt problem has the potential to seemingly appear out of the blue and turn our world upside down in a matter of weeks. There's plenty we can and should do to avoid or minimize the potential shock to our system. But Congress and presidents from both major parties have accepted Dick Cheney's false maxim that deficits don't matter. Instead, they just keep spending more than we take in during good times and bad. And even though being so deeply in hock will make us less able to deal with a future crisis, the amount, um, the amount of money the government owed to the public was 79% of gross domestic product at the end of 2019. Up from 31% in 2001. So, 79% in 2019... But it was 31% in 2001.
2: GDP is also a completely meaningless number.
0: Not completely meaningless, but... um, It's
2: heavily manipulated enough that I would say it was completely meaningless, but it's at least heavily manipulated.
0: Okay, so it's heavily manipulated. If they were going to manipulate it, wouldn't they make make it higher so that the debt wouldn't be so uh, large compared to it? Yep.
2: Depends on what they want to do. There's stuff in there that doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't matter... How much you're, you're buying from other countries for those purposes? It doesn't matter. Well, GDP what doesn't your have tax collected.
0: That doesn't have anything to do with. Uh, yeah, it does. What
2: gross domestic product?
0: Okay. So, I mean, that's what the the domestically they're producing.
2: No, because you subtract out imports. Is that so? Yes.
0: Well, I'll check that out. I don't know anything about that, but um, all right. The COVID-19 lockdowns and subsequent uh, emergency spending will push the curve above 100% of GDP by the end of 2020, and it's expected to keep rising. And here's something that I like to point out, is that at the beginning of the Bush administration, the debt was $5 trillion. At the beginning of the Obama administration, it was $10 trillion. (laughs) At the beginning of the Trump administration, it was $20 trillion. And if that trajectory keeps up at the beginning of the next administration, presuming Trump's in for eight years. Which we'll be out of debt, right? There'd be $40 trillion. Oh. Debt. And well, we
2: might be out of debt for other reasons. <laughs> you can't owe people money if you don't exist. Let's go with that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exponential spending curves. Got to love them.
0: Now, if the United States federal government did spend itself into insolvency, that doesn't mean that the state governments wouldn't exist anymore. Remember, I know it's very strange to think about this because we've never thought about it. We don't get t- talked to like this, but the United States isn't a country. It's no more a country than the EU is a country. True. It's a federation Does of independent the EU states. have
2: a military?
0: They have NATO. So, yeah. sort of.
2: I mean, I'm, at some point, I might have to agree that the EU is a country, but I, I haven't really...
0: EU doesn't have, an e, doesn't have EU forces, but it functionally has a uh, military in the form of NATO.
2: Well, if they, if they have a military, then they're probably a country, because they have a currency.
0: Yep, they got a euro.
2: Yeah, if they have a currency and a military, I'm going to have to say they're a country. T-
0: but nobody calls uh, Spain a state of the EU. They call Spain an independent country. And, but everybody calls South Carolina a state of the United States well, as though it's a subsection of the United States.
2: That's an evolution of language because state and country used to be synonymous. Yes. And they still are the way anarchists use it for the most part.
0: <laughs> but the difficulty but, is, is that, um, you know, we live in the United States where people refer to these subsections of the federal government called states as states. And the states even. Well, they don't operate. have militaries,
2: so if they're. They're not countries.
0: They're supposed to be states. Well, and, a state and, is, and once upon a time,
1: states could actually make their own currency. In fact, that was written repeatedly uh, that that was one of the things that they're supposed to be allowed to do. They can they can coin their own uh, gold and silver currency. Yep. Yeah. And they don't, but they could.
0: Yeah. There's very few things the federal government's supposed to do. It's supposed to handle weights and measures. It's supposed to handle the military. It's supposed to have post roads. So um, that's
2: historically, the U.S. was not a country. That's changed
0: it it has it certainly operates as one today. it certainly op- operates as one today, but i'm what I'm saying is is that if the United States government spends itself into insolvency and it is well on its way at this point, it being over a hundred percent of GDP, um which is you know what I've always been told is the the threshold for hey, everybody, everybody watch out <laughs> you
2: know well, that would be the, the assuming you believe GDP is what it says it is, that would be the definition of insolvency.
1: Well, and there's uh, there's a question of as whether anyone will notice.
2: Well, we haven't noticed, so I guess not.
1: If you look at the 2008 crash, the biggest thing that happened was they actually looked at the books. I mean, this was always there. This was there the whole time. Yep. Uh, This was the ordinary way of doing business, and then one day someone had their arm twisted to actually look at the books and actually make a real rating based on what was in there, and everything just fell apart completely. So, what? I mean, you can have sort of a, a, a wily e. coyote, uh, 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 just sort of hovering over a cliff for a very long time while you're insolvent. But as long as people are still using that currency, as long as other countries, especially, are are uh, trading to get debt in U.S. dollars, then it's still going to have- which
2: has to do with military strength. So, if Absolutely. if you can force people. To take your currency for oil, and if you could force people to use your currency as the inter- intermediary of, of where's that force
0: country? though, military. Well,
1: but, but I mean, oh, the Middle East mostly. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a big part of what keeps our our economy running at all is that OPEC will only trade in U.S. dollars. They've... So as long as forty percent of the world's oil reserves can only be accessed with U.S. dollars. Every country is going to be very happy having some U.S. debt because they use oil.
0: And what's to stop OPEC from changing their minds? The U.S. military. What? They're just going to invade? Like right off?
2: Well, I mean.
0: Oh,
1: I'm
2: sure
0: they'll
1: have a very good reason for doing it.
2: It's not like they haven't done it before.
1: I,
0: I, I don't Someone know will that fly a drone where they shouldn't fly one, and then we've got
1: to th- kill everybody.
0: This conspiracy theorists will say that all the wars have been started over countries that didn't want to. I
2: don't know about all the wars, but if you look at people who've decided they're going to take something other than reserve notes for oil, they get dead. I and think they that- get dead with U.S. military bullets. <laughs> so,
1: and that is what happened to Libya. Well, I... Uh, we
0: came, we saw, he died, ha-ha. <laughs> and what a disaster that is over there now. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that if Saudi Arabia decided that they wanted to do something like that, that it would be very difficult for the United States to move on that.
2: That might be true, but that doesn't mean they're not going to do it to everybody they can and have done it to everybody they can. Saudi Arabia might have other motivations. I don't know. They might feel like they're more powerful in being in line with the U.S. than you know, over their neighbors than they would be trying to fight us. I don't, I don't know.
1: I think that, uh, I think that that is the one thing that would get them invaded. And, uh, it, it was wild that they actually had the very first time that they broke an OPEC agreement, uh, with the whole, uh, Saudi Russia, uh, oil war thing. Like that's the first time Saudi Arabia has ever broken an OPEC agreement as far as I know. So.
2: I mean, I'm also not like convinced that the U S wouldn't just be like, okay, buy Saudi Arabia or at least buy that particular, you know, Whatever their leader is called, it's not a president. The king, House
0: of Sod, yeah. The House of Sod, yeah, they're kings. And it's, you got a d- democracy that ha- had a revolution against a king supporting a king. It's despicable. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Talk Live, call in, talk about whatever is on your mind, and, well, we'll talk back to you. That's what we do here. The number's 855-450-3733. Talking about the debt here in the United States, and frankly, its relationship at this point to oil, and sort of a lot of complications that are going on. Everybody's thinking about COVID, everybody's thinking about uh, the election, they're thinking about... Uh the protests rights and uh, ethnicity no one's thinking about well the things that we should be thinking about which is our government now has from by the looks of it they're at a hundred percent of gdp as far as debt to gdp ratio and that's just historically a very bad place to be the only thing that was slowing down their money
1: printing not a thing anymore what's that uh, the fractional reserve, yeah, fractional I mean, reserve. That, that meant that you could only print so much at a given time, but now uh, it's full
0: blast. And that was just before the lockdown. So, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Melanie was speculating maybe those are related in some way. I don't know. Uh, none of us do, and including the folks over at Liberty Stickers, they don't know either. But you can get a, a large selection of witty, poignant, pithy, and downright bombastic liberty-oriented messages over at libertystickers.com, dot com. Um, you know. It's fun to scoot up and read those those bumper stickers that people have and you can spread the ideas of liberty simply by putting a sticker on the back of your car. That's libertystickers.com. I think they're great. libertystickers.com. So, uh recently the oil situation, there was something that happened in the futures market where it went like the price, they were giving oil away uh, or they something. They
1: were paying you to take oil. Pa- paying you to take they oil. they had nowhere to put it. Yeah,
2: the, the futures were negative. That People were reporting that the price of oil was negative, which was not true. The futures, certain futures contracts that expired on certain dates were negative.
0: Which means that you could buy those contracts and take delivery of oil for free and get paid for it or yeah, something. Yes, Yep.
2: Because people speculate in futures markets under the assumption that they're not going to ever have to take delivery of the commodity. Yes. They don't have a hundred barrel drums sitting in their driveway. Right. So they never thought they'd have to actually take the oil. They bought the futures anyway, and then they had to get rid of them because they had nowhere to put all this oil.
0: Right. I mean, at some point or another, the oil comes to, you know, you, your future. The future becomes now, and you must take <laughs> the oil. And... Uh, you know, how does this relate to the uh, U.S. dollar and its potential collapse? Because the debt isn't going to actually make the dollar collapse. It just destroys the credit and borrowing power of the United States.
1: Well, and, and that's exactly what the, the oil has to do with is the credit of the U.S. dollar. So as long as you know that you can get forty uh, percent of the world's oil by having debt in U.S. dollars, then you're going to hold on to those. You're going to trade more for them. Right. Uh, once that changes, you don't want those things anymore.
0: Right. I mean, you could prob- you can get Russian oil for rubles or whatever, but um, you know, I'm just trying to think of well, B- the Belize dollar, for instance. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to change that into U.S. dollars in order to get uh, petroleum. And that makes those currencies in which you can purchase petroleum more valuable. And the United States government knows this and has known it for a very long time. That's why they call the dollar the petrodollar. And it's because they made a deal with OPEC. Essentially, hey, we'll give you guys what you want. And we'll be your muscle in the Middle East when we have to be. And you make sure you only take contracts in U.S. dollars. And that's more or less the deal. And Smedley Butler, the uh, most, at the time, most decorated Marine in history, might still be. He had two Medals of Honor and would have had a third had it not been for a rule that officers didn't get the Medal of Honor at that time. But um, he's got some distinguished uh, awards uh, nonetheless. And he's
1: turned down a coup attempt.
0: Yes he could have been he could have taken out FDR instead he uh, as a patriotic American said no, no way but um he he said that he was basically a high uh, high class muscle man for mm. the fruit companies in um Central and South America and you know he fought with distinction in some of those places and I think now that the military basically you know if splendid butler were alive today he probably would just say that we're essentially high class muscle for the middle east petroleum uh conglomerates so same thing
1: well it uh feeds back into itself
0: what do you think would happen like can you can you put together some kind of scenario because every once in a while the bears will you know put out a story you know the 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 oil bears the dollar bears will put out a story that says China purchasing oil from whomever in yuan or something. And for those in the know, that means, oh, that's a signal that the dollar is getting weaker or whatever. But it
1: happens all the time. So if uh, OPEC or even uh, just Saudi Arabia starts accepting a different currency, say the euro or the yuan, uh, in addition to the U.S. dollar, then everyone who has debt in U.S. dollars doesn't want it anymore like okay well now that there's two currencies that you can get 40 percent of the world's oil in well now i want the other currency that you're trading in like okay if it's yuan now i suddenly want to get rid of half of my u.s dollar debt and trade it in for yuan debt because we don't know if uh, opec's going to continue to hold one side or the other
2: yeah so and and there's an argument to be made that the u.s currency is actually pegged to oil and I don't necessarily think we want to go into that, but for for the most part, it's like if you go to Chuck E. Cheese, and, and for some reason, only Chuck E. Cheese had, had pizza, and everybody really needed pizza. Oh, I do. People are going to buy Chuck E. Cheese tokens, but if Chuck E. Cheese starts taking all currencies, no one is going to buy Chuck E. Cheese tokens, because yeah. they're not worth anything for any other purpose. So, and that... Outside of the argument that U.S. currency is pegged to oil, Federal Reserve notes aren't worth anything absent, on the international market anyway, right. absent their ability to purchase oil.
0: Right, especially when the United States is at 100% debt to GDP. Uh, I mean, you know, they're showing, I mean, this is a, this is one of the definitions of insolvency. Okay? And, that's,
2: and that's actually understated because the U.S. has liabilities that they just neglect to
0: record. That That much is true, too. Going on, emergency spending and plunging tax revenues are making a bad situation worse. CBO, Congressional Budget Office, forecasts that the budget deficit this year will be 17.9% of GDP, meaning that the government is running much larger deficits, racking up significantly more debt than it even did at the height of the financial crisis of 2007-2008. Ladies and gentlemen... There are problems going on in Washington, DC right now that are greater than the Great Recession. And again, I kinda feel like this election is intended like all this news that we're in the news cycle is intended to draw our attention away from the most important stuff. And it's 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 to our own detriment. What are you gonna do when the US economy collapses? What are you gonna do? 855-450-3733. Free talk live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Want to tell you about the amp program, and I want to thank Craig the Freestater, who's a silver amplifier. Craig has decided that he's going to send us $5 a month, and you can too. Just go to amp, A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com, and we will use that money to end up on more radio stations and get more podcast listeners and spread the ideas of liberty and freedom of speech far and wide. Because Free Talk Live does something that other shows don't do. They give you the ability to call in and talk here on the airwaves far more than of the other shows, because in many cases you're sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and you never get on in uh, some of these major shows. Well, here on Free Talk Live, the wait is often quite short. As a matter of fact, let's go to Gene the Christian Anarchist calling in on our Discord lines. Gene, can you hear me? Gene, going once. Gene, going twice. I. I was having trouble to talking to him in the uh, break, too, so I don't know what's going on with his uh, microphone. He's usually quite good. I, I just saw the microphone flash, so, Gene? But I don't... There you are. Hello? I heard you. Go ahead. He's having some kind of... There's some kind of issue going on. I don't know what that is exactly. Let's go to Jerome, calling him from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Yeah, I just want you to know I'll always be here for you, okay? Thank you, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> I just I got a couple of topics uh, I need to talk about. I bet one they have is, to do
0: with Donald Trump. <laughs>
8: uh, gee, you think? Yeah. Hey, but can can you imagine? I'm watching the news the other day and I hear that the homewrecker his son is going with now. Has contracted the COVID 19 virus. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you imagine that? I mean, the Secret Service is getting it. The staffers are getting it. The got all kinds of people around him getting it. And who comes down with it? The home record, the state of his son, the, the, the guy who likes to go to countries and kill animals, okay, for sport.
0: He's a hunter? I mean. Yeah,
8: no, he's a coward because he shoots. He shoots animals that aren't bothering him, so he's a coward. Well, oftentimes,
0: if they're going, I don't know anything about the, I'll I'll defend hunters all day long. Um, And he doesn't eat them. Well, do do other people? Yes.
1: They're delicious.
0: Oftentimes, these (laughs) animals are given um, over to the locals um, to consume, and they do. So it doesn't really, I mean, if, if they want them, The the hide or whatever, so they can put it up on the wall or those kind of things. Uh, You know, I mean, some animals are pests. Uh, I mean, I live on the... uh, I I had apple trees for some time, and my wife liked to look at the deer, but I certainly didn't like them near my apple trees. I was never able to, you know, she never let me do anything about it. But uh, nonetheless, I get why people shoot deer.
2: I mean, I wouldn't (laughs) want a lion or a tiger walking around, you know, anywhere near where I... M. Hey,
8: hey. now the thing about this, he can go and do that but he can't find his way into a military uniform and defend the honor of this country say like a place like afghanistan where people shoot back at you or the middle east but he can go to some foreign country and, 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 and kill animals for sport well i don't oh, want I don't him think- going to kill people for sport <laughs>
1: Given the choice between
8: no, the two, no. I mean, defend. I mean, look, if he's such a tough guy, well, no, he's a tough guy because he's just like his five deferment daddy. Is he and claiming to be tough a tough guy, I mean, or is he just
2: claiming to enjoy hunting lions or whatever? The other
8: thing I wanted to bring up: is, Did you see the interview with Johnny Ernst, the no. Republican from Iowa? Oh, what a calamity that was! The, re- the CNN reporter, after about um, uh, she-, she called President Obama's. So dealing with the, the uh, Ebola, a uh, failure of leadership. Are we talking about Corona? Person... Yeah, yeah well, they were comparing the coronavirus to the Ebola virus. Okay. And what happened in this country? Okay. They say he had one, two people die while he was trying to deal with that and help this country, as opposed to over 100,000 people dying under Trump's watch. But she doesn't uh, oh, accuse I him of having a crisis of leadership, though. You're talking about
0: so, Obama versus Johnny Trump Ernst. here. Gotcha.
8: Yeah, Johnny Ernst. You okay. know. And they asked her about that. She just goes around and around and around and around. She wouldn't dare answer that question. She's what do you think like Joe Biden
0: is going to do about the debt? Because we're talking about that here, and... I've got to say that to, it's far more important to me what happens with the U.S. debt, which has peaked now over a hundred percent of GDP, and right. um, then the coronavirus and whether people are wearing masks in the grocery store and all this stuff that people are talking about. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm, can I throw that back at you? Yeah, they didn't care about. I mean, they cared about
8: the deficit when President Obama was in office, saying. What are you going to, but now, once Trump got it, they don't talk about the debt now. Well, I think you? that's a fair
0: critique. So Republicans tend to only care about the debt when, uh, when Republicans aren't in the White House. And that's a fair critique. However, the Democrats almost never talk However, about it. They just don't sure. seem to talk about it.
8: You try getting anything through the Senate. You saw what with the impeachment hearing. You ever try getting anything through the Senate, through those guys, through the Republicans? Good luck. Hey, they got that rigged just like they got the Supreme Court rigged.
0: Oh, there's a lot of rigging going on. And, uh, you know, the Republicans probably wouldn't have the power that they had uh, if it wasn't for, say, the gerrymandering and, uh, you know, the Electoral College and a variety of uh, things out there. However, hold on, hold on. I'd like to make the point that there are Democratic states, so we can see how Democrats tend to handle spending, and most of those states are kind of bad. Not to say Republican ones are great.
8: Right. Hey, you know, he says he likes chaos. Trump said he likes chaos, he likes the future. Well, he must love things now.
0: (laughs) There's plenty of chaos going on.
8: Especially after Russ Limbaugh saying, Told President Obama when he got in office, "I hope you fail." And Mitch McConnell "We're not going to work with you on anything. We're going to make sure you are one-term president." See, this so I is just, the... they just love the way things are
0: now, huh? Well, I, it, look, okay, so that's it's it's a good critique, but this is sort of where we are now in the two Americas. Is is that I think that it's a fair thing to say is is that I hope you fail if what you hope somebody fails at is contrary to what your goals are. Right I mean, um, it it's that makes sense to me um, from that standpoint, so you know do the when when we're talking about people working together, what people say that when they want people to work together, they say, "Oh yeah, why don't you why don't we all come together? What they mean is why don't why doesn't everybody just agree with me and my really good ideas and <laughs> it just doesn't work that way.
8: Hey, I got a piece of advice, little son. Hey. Your girlfriend, the home record has got it. You better go get tested, sonny Boy. What happened with this home record thing? I don't have
0: it? any idea what you're talking about when you say homewrecker. Well, I
8: don't. I don't follow these wrecked.
0: people and their shenanigans. Um, <laughs> so it's not interesting to me. But go ahead.
8: That's what he is to me. I mean, you leave your wife and five children for another woman. Hey, and she's a home just like Hannity. Hold on. His wife on, who had five Rickers. kids? Don Junior? Uh, yeah, he's got like about four or five kids. I'm pretty sure about
0: that. Okay, well. Shows yeah. what I know. Thanks yeah. for the culture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome's really got it got it in for that Trump guy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It it just seems to me that the downward trajectory of the United States doesn't really make a difference whether the you know, there's a Republican or a Democrat in office because Americans don't care about the important stuff. If yeah. you let liars and thieves spend with impunity it doesn't matter which, which group of liars and thieves it is. And they spend the same way. Eh, similar ways. I mean, you know.
2: On a federal level. I'm not going to say way. that
0: Democrats and Republicans are exactly the same, but I'm saying it doesn't matter whether you're wearing a red shirt or a blue shirt if the ship you're on is sinking. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live, call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. We're talking about the debt. We're talking about the economy. And ladies and gentlemen, the news isn't good. And... You know, maybe it's the situation. What what is it? The the boy who cried wolf. You know, Free Talk Live has been talking about the economy, the inevitable collapse for a long time, the, the irresponsibility and banking and governance and these sorts of things. I don't. I wouldn't call us wrong because, well, it's only gotten worse over time, but. It hasn't been a collapse yet, and I'd say this is a, a good critique of libertarians, as we've all been talking about a collapse for a long time, decades. Uh, I'm, the libertarians in the 80s were talking about these sorts of things. And, again, I, I will never predict the time, but I can say, look, here's some indicators, here's some hallmarks, here's some evidence, and... Uh, You know, I think that there's some evidence going on right now. I want to tell you about Intercoin. Just as the internet is a global network that connects local networks, Intercoin is a global currency platform that enables communities around the world to issue and manage their own currency to circulate among their local population. Intercoin enables fintech innovation on a local community level, leading to stronger communities, greater stability, less poverty, and more productivity. This really could be a solution to some of the problems that we're talking about right now. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in the real world. And we think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains. You don't have to be Um, a big-time investor anymore. At first, when they were advertising, that had to be the case. But now they've they've made it so you can. Just a little guy can get involved. Or you can just be involved and perhaps shape its future. It's intercoin.org. It's an exciting project and worth checking out. intercoin.org. Going on here with the the Reason article about the economy, economists such as Nobel Prize winner Paul Krugman and proponents of modern monetary theory, MMT – got to watch out for those guys, the MMT guys – look at the absence of inflation and higher interest rates so far as a justification for ever more spending and borrowing. While it's true that the cost of paying interest on the debt is still dwarfed by other expenditures – That's because historically low interest rates have made the government's borrowing cheap. But there's no reason to believe that interest rates won't rise over time. According to conservative estimates from the CBO, that's the Congressional Budget Office, as the total budget grows as a percentage of the GDP, the cost of paying interest on the debt will increase faster until, by 2050, it accounts for about 24 cents of every dollar spent. These estimates don't take into account emergency spending for COVID-19, which will make servicing the debt even more costly over time. Like a monthly credit card payment that eats into household budget, federal debt means less money to buy other things. And when governments run large, persist deficits, it also has a devastating impact on economic growth over time. The last time there was a budget surplus, this is the opposite of a, a deficit was during the Clinton administration. And maybe that seems recent to you, ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> may, maybe it does. But it's well over two decades ago. And you can't tell me there haven't been some fat years in between in the last,
1: well, that's that's not modern uh, monetary theory. See, that's the old theory. The old theory was that you would spend while things are bad, and yes. then save while things are good. Now, the modern monetary theory, you can just spend different amounts during
0: both. <laughs> so it appears it's just. I mean, how can anybody think it's a good idea to just continue to let your debt get bigger and bigger over time? We'll see, because now it's over a hundred percent of GDP, and Trump doesn't have any plans for paying this off.
1: And that is one of those big indicators. I mean, uh, w- your debt-to-GDP ratio and your uh, interest rates. I mean, when, you, when you're when you playing with negative in- interest rates, like that is a, a major indicator of a collapsing economy. Yeah,
2: yeah. and so if, if you assume that both the debt and the GDP are accurate or close to accurate and neither of those numbers are actually accurate, That would be the household version of that is you make fifty thousand dollars a year and you have fifty thousand dollars of credit card debt.
0: That's yeah, that's the uh, equivalent of it all. And there's you know basically nothing for anything else. Um, You know the the government has no way to pay something in the future. They're all everything's already accounted for. It's all gone.
1: Well, I thought it was uh, not that you uh, you make fifty thousand dollars a year and have fifty thousand in credit card debt. I thought it was the payment on your credit card
0: debt well, is it's the, fifty thousand dollars.
2: He said. I thought he said that the debt to GDP was it's one. It's debt toleration. to
0: GDP. So yeah. it's like so. Here's what's happening: um, your household makes fifty thousand dollars a year. You have fifty thousand in debt, and you project spending. More next month than you did last, and more the month after, and more the month after. You're continuing to dig in the hole, and you're not getting out. You know, all Congress is going to do is raise the debt debt ceiling again, raise the debt ceiling again. There's just no stopping it. Why even have this thing? It doesn't even make any sense. Well, power.
1: (laughs) I mean, when you can just print any amount of money for anything you feel like, I mean, that is an incredible. Oh, I meant the debt ceiling. Oh, why the the why the debt ceiling? If if that isn't just a a song
0: and dance now? Well,
1: it's a holdover from uh, how they sold this. uh, Once upon a time, they said, okay, but we'll have a ceiling so that we can only do so much, and uh, that satisfied people enough at the time. Yeah. So now we have it, and we just keep raising it. I
0: can't remember how many times it's been raised, but you know, dozens. You know.
1: And it's it's also a, a political football, so that they can you know blame right. each other for doing the exact same thing. Remember
0: when the government was shut down under Obama? Right. Boy, things were so awful. I mean, people were eating dogs in the streets. Oh no, none of that happened. Everything was fine. Now with the government shutting, actually shutting down the economy, yeah, now things are bad. But you know, whatever. It's uh, let's see, going on here uh, the. When the governments run large persistent uh, persistent deficits, it's also as a um, it also has a devastating impact on economic growth over time. Our current debt levels could reduce GDP by about one quarter over twenty three years, so eating into the amount that the United States produces, according to research by Harvard economists Carmen Reinhart and Kevin Rogoff. Good folks, I'm sure. It's a case of uh, what French economist Friedrich Bastat referred to as the unseen. Because we'll never get to experience how much wealthier we otherwise would have been had the federal government practiced fiscal prudence. And another uh, indicator is, is Americans are back up to more than 100% of Household income to debt ratio, or whatever it is, uh, the old indicator in two thousand and five. Remember the economy collapsed. Yeah, we're back there, and that's not going to be great. I just, I kind of wonder to myself, is is I mean, is the handwriting on the wall? And what good would it do to move to some other country? What country would it be? To solve this, because the best I can tell, the most important and powerful nation on the earth is being run by spendthrifts that uh, just uh, the drunken sailors, and, and that's just being rude to drunken sailors. Frankly, I mean, these people manage their well, money. Well, there
2: was that. There's always that clip that goes around that it it's older than memes, but it was from a newspaper where some drunken sailor wrote in and objected because he he quit spending money when he ran out.
0: Right <laughs> when he ran out of money. He stopped spending the government, on the other hand. <laughs> no, no, they just go into debt. I don't know what's going to I can't even imagine Spend it what faster. It would look like. Spend it faster. I can't even imagine what it would look like when the United States government goes into insolvency. Would it be a value to be in some little Latin American country or would you want to be in the EU? I mean, I, I wouldn't even know.
1: Well, I, I can't uh, speculate. The, the Everywhere the that EU, doesn't use fiat currency has a tendency to get invaded by the United States. Yeah, the, so.
2: the EU might be run by the same bank as, as the U.S. But we're not privy to that, but it kind of looks like it. So
0: There's some relationship. I don't know that
2: that would help much. I mean, I, I wouldn't move to any country that doesn't have gun rights and homeschooling is legal. Uh, i say is, the
0: United States is pretty pr- about the best on the planet as far as gun rights go.
2: Yeah, so...
1: There you go. Well, freedom of speech is the most fundamental freedom. We can fix our problems as long as we
0: hold on to that one. That's a good one. But college campuses and professors and students, they don't like it much anymore. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE.
9: Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world. Do you kinda wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now's your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party, But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself.
0: Free Talk Live. Still talking about the State of the Union, the 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 debt, the 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 dollar, and the future. Cause to me it's all murky. And I think people are talking about the wrong stuff. Right now, everybody seems worried about who's gonna get who's gonna win this election. What about this COVID thing? Why isn't somebody wearing a mask in the grocery store? And um, oh yeah, uh, you know riots and and Antifa and all that stuff. Okay, so well, how about the
1: whole eating thing? Right,
0: <laughs> I think that the government's run by a bunch of. Like, I again, I, I don't know what other term to use besides drunken sailors. And it's such an insult to drunken sailors. Um, I mean, just liars and thieves and yeah, you're this being isn't, this isn't bled reckless. dry.
1: This isn't reckless. None of this is accidental. Like, this is all. I mean, they they had the choice. They knew what they were doing. They decided to wield more power that instead what, of having greater prosperity.
2: That depends on what level you're talking about. So whoever Jerome Powell gets his orders from knows exactly what he's doing. And I'm convinced that Jerome Powell knows exactly what he's doing. That does not mean that AOC has any clue what she is doing or any of her other equally commie peers.
0: Let's go to the phones. Uh, I've got Pizza Man calling in from Colorado. Wants to talk about crack. Pizza Man?
10: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? So, I, I got a real problem here, and, and it's crack cocaine. You know what I mean by that? <laughs>
2: you should uh, get some help for that, smartrecovery.org, and see the a therapist. Bacon soda
10: and then You go from there, you know. Um, no, so the problem, the reason why I'm calling in is I wanted to discuss something that seems to be ignored when people like to talk about the current state of affairs when we're dealing with uh, the protests, with Black Lives Matter, with uh, even white folks who are uh, really on the side of the Black Lives Matter group. And, and there's a, there's a, problem with the right wing and their uh, ability to remember history, I think. I don't know. But the problem I see is that they ignore certain facts. And the facts are that the crack epidemic in the 1980s, 1985 or so on forward is what caused a huge disparity in the arrests of black people, Hispanics, mostly black people, though. Um, You saw a huge amount of that uh, being pumped into the ghettos by the CIA. And then now 30 years later, Um, we have the children of those individuals who are now adults. And those people are living without parental guidance, right? They have a mother in the house, maybe, usually at work, um, because their fathers are either dead in prison because of mandatory sentencing minimums, uh, a bunch of different horrible reasons how our criminal justice system victimizes Blacks. And and, uh, the reason why I bring it up here is in our current context of this particular uh the, the way that our country's going it looks like a civil war um people want to forget where this all comes from and why this anger and frustration is there um and i want to see liberty-minded individuals take the time to educate people instead of taking the side of rights white supremacists educate people and let them know why i'm not sure disparity. what side
0: the white supremacists are on um
10: oh they're definitely on the liberty side uh in their own minds okay you know, they think that they're that they're part of some some uh, group that's going to take back the United States and the liberty of the people. But at the same time, they throw out stats like, "Oh, what about Chicago and 100 dead people last weekend?" Well, Chicago is a disaster area, um, and right. But do you realize why? Because
2: well, of gun control in in the major urban cities that ban guns.
10: And because of the crack epidemic in the 1980s. It all plays back into that.
0: I think it it's true what you're saying, but d- don't forget that. I mean, it's what like the, the whole white guilt thing is, is dripping here. Everybody who was involved in the sale and use of crack cocaine made a decision, right? Did they? Yes.
10: What, what, uh, when you get five choices and four of them lead to poverty and one of them leads to possibly getting out of the ghetto or possibly going to jail, how many times do you think people are going to choose the the former versus the latter?
0: Look, I, I, look, I was in prison with these guys in the 1980s um, and 90s, uh, and I'm telling you, they had Job Corps. They had lots of opportunities. They could join the military. There's <laughs> many opportunities to get out of the ghetto, as you've referred to it. And the suggestion that they can't figure it out says that somehow that they're, they're lesser.
10: And I don't think they, they are figure it out.
0: Well, you just said they can't that get suggestion. out, that you yeah, trotted out, you out, trot it out this bull crap of, oh, there's no way to get out of the south side of Chicago. They're just stuck there as though somebody's nailed their foot to the floor. And that's not no, true. That's not what
10: I said either. That's a lot of uh, you're doing a lot of red herring, a lot of straw man building over here. Let's go ahead and oh, back I, I've heard it all before. The, you pardon
0: me. You'll though. pardon me. No, if no. I've... What
10: you're doing is you're straw manning against my argument because you can't argue against what I've said. You prefer to argue against your assumptions of what black people can and can't do. I, okay, I, I never said that
0: I, black people can do anything. That I never they, said that anything white people that you can do. just
10: said. I never said that they were stuck in the ghetto. That's what um, you said. But I didn't, my point being is that they get pushed back into the mass. They get pushed back into the mass of poverty by the system, by the crack epidemic that happened in the 1980s and how that has matriculated into fatherless homes yeah. and a, and a violent situation in places like Chicago that have very much to do with the drug war and with guns being illegal and very little to do with the capability of blacks or, or uh, the stance or, or the violence itself or the 90% or whatever argument people come up with for the black violence rate.
2: Yeah. So there, there's two issues here. One is that even if you get, so the drug war is, is one of the most horrible atrocities in recent history. And so it should obviously be gotten rid of. That doesn't mean that if you get rid of the drug war, you now solve all these pro- you now solve all problems and then everybody who was choosing to do crack will now be an upstanding member of society. So that's Didn't one issue. That the, the other issue is yes, the disparity does exist because I've been in rooms full of successful lawyers who are standing around talking about how much coke they did in the eighties. So if you're going to treat the same drug differently based on socioeconomic status right and or Absolutely. race, then yes, that's going to create a disparity in outcomes at the same time. Like, both both things are the problems. The government yep. locking people in cages and enslaving them is obviously a problem. People choosing to do crack instead of anything else useful they could be doing is also a problem.
10: Let me yep. ask you this. Do you feel like we have a choice when it comes to the president? No. Do you think that they actually have a choice when it comes to what? What am I going to do to feed my family, my daughter, my mother, who's who can't work anymore? She's too sick and old now. Well, now if I'm you can't feed your family, old.
2: what are you doing with a daughter?
10: Are, that's irrelevant. That it is absolutely
2: relevant because you here. put yourself in a situation so you where you are are had a daughter
10: in a situation where you no, because the
2: magical situation fairy child. did not come down and put you in that situation. When there are, are
10: many situations
2: situation. that that is the case of having a child is not one of them.
10: That is a red herring argument it has absolutely nothing to do with the point. That it has absolutely because you
2: made bad decisions because that got you in a situation is, where you can't feed a child that you have.
10: When you get to a disparity level where you don't have choices and the choices that you make are are limited to three different choices. Either you can work for minimum wage at a job that's going to treat you like shit. Whoa, you can leave and try you your best. You can leave and try your best or.
0: Yeah. So we dropped all that. You can't say the S-word. I don't care how passionate you are. This is the airwaves, and I don't make the rules. I understand that there's very likely not any 12-year-olds with a transistor radio underneath their sheets uh, listening to these things, but that's just the rules. It's also
2: a really weird rule, because it's like, okay, you can't say the S-word, but it's okay if the same kids listen to a conversation about crack.
0: Right. That's a really weird FCC rule. Well, it, but th- I mean, the kids are on YouTube, and you can hear that. I mean, I my yeah, son, they can hear
2: anywhere they want on the internet. My son whatever. has figured
0: these things out. I I hear people, you know, talking in videos about uh, planets or Minecraft or whatever, and they're using s bombs and f bombs. So you know, that's the way it goes. But it, so. like,
2: it can be the case that both there's a powerful entity that is trying to destroy you. And that you make horrible decisions. Those can both be true at the same time.
0: Right. Well, I mean, the best thing to do is to make a series of good decisions. You make a series of good decisions, you're going to get yourself out of whatever uh, financial bad situation it is. And it doesn't matter what your color is. So, yes, good decisions are good decisions all along the way. And I'm not going to disempower and anybody. keep
1: your neighborhood off crack.
0: Well, keep you off crack. talk live call in talk about what you want to talk about that's what we do here on the airwaves we've been talking about the debt and uh you know the relationship to what's going to happen to the united states in the future because i don't i can't tell you when the united states is going to crash as an empire or a hegemony whatever terminology we wish to use they all do it though but they all do I mean, I'm going to tell you it's going to happen. There's no way for it to continue on forever. So now it's just a matter of when and what's going to cause it. Well,
1: Yeah. When and how. Yeah. In this, and this case. this is definitely something that can cause it.
0: Yeah. Huge, huge amounts of debt and, you know, the relationship to the petrol dollar and all that stuff. That's interesting. Interesting points. Let's go to the phones though, right after I tell you about Divi. Divi is a cryptocurrency. This one's designed to be so easy that your grandma can use it. They um the getting out their new wallets in beta right now. They're, you're you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. You'll be able to send money around the globe with only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi and Bitcoin and government currencies right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There, and when, uh, when the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, it'll be in 200 countries from the get-go, including the United States, and you can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I, DiviProject.org. And you can start earning Divi right now with their multi-tiered masternode system. So you know, go there and check that out. Diviproject.org. It's spelled D I V I. Let's go to Destiny calling in from New Hampshire. Destiny, you're on free talk live. Destiny, can you hear me? Destiny? Well, let's put Destiny on hold and see I if a, I
1: I heard a very faint uh heard a very faint voice in the background there.
0: Well we'll try her again. Um uh, I'm presuming it's a her. Jean, can you hear me? Gene the Christian anarchist I too. Okay, great. I do hear Let's you. go. Let's talk to somebody on the phone then. By god. Okay. <laughs> so
6: uh I I'm sick of COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got the, I got the covids at the pork fest.
2: COVID's not bothering yeah. me any. It's all Christopher Sanunu. <laughs> yeah.
6: Well, the propaganda is incredible and the sheep will have just sucked it up like it's chocolate syrup there's so many doctors now coming out and presenting their personal experience with treating it and there's no it's nowhere near the threat it was presented as. Um, it turns out that chloroquine with azithromycin and zinc seems to be key to keeping people healthy and our death rate has dropped dramatically i mean they're they're pumping all these positive case numbers now because they can't pump the death rate anymore the right. death rate is is actually down below pandemic level, But give it
0: two weeks, Gene. That's what I was told today. Give Give it two weeks. weeks.
6: Well, you know what? When we first started this crap, they told us it was only for a couple of weeks. You know, they were going to just lock everything down for a couple of weeks to flatten the curve. And now it's like they're going to lock down until there are no more cases. And that's never going to happen. There's never going to be a time when there's zero cases. Well, and if
2: if you can get people to do what you want by yelling COVID into a microphone. They're not going to stop yelling COVID into a microphone. So yeah. they well, figured out that this gives them more power. And so why would they ever give that up?
6: Yeah. Now we've had several cases to the listeners that don't know, we have a doctor's office. And so my wife is the doctor I'm the administrator and we've had, I think now we're probably close to 60 positive cases and only one that went to the hospital. They got, well, fine after a couple of days in the hospital. Yeah,
2: And, and, and whether it's real or not is, is mostly beside the point. Like whether it's a cold or whether it's the hubonic plague isn't particularly relevant to what the state can do with this power.
6: It really isn't because rights are rights and they have the re- they don't have the authority to restrict rights. Over any pandemic, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, like I think that take-
0: that's, that's that's a point that I've been trying to make here is is that in this country, we have habeas corpus. And if you're going to... Not inc-
2: right now, we don't. Right.
0: If you're going to incarcerate people, which is what you're doing when you tell them to stay home. Remember house arrest? It exists, even in America. Um, if you're going to tell people they've got to stay home who have done nothing... You put yourself in a big problem with habeas corpus suits. And I just don't think that, you know, like, like this isn't good enough, well, Democrats. If you, just, if you
2: just close down all
0: the courts, then we can't have any lawsuits, now can we? I mean, if this isn't a political football, I don't know what is. I mean, I
2: don't— Now, there's, there's one thing I'd like to see
6: Trump do. I mean, I don't stand behind Trump on a lot of stuff. He does do a couple of things here and there that I agree with. But I wish he would use his podium for one thing, and, and I just wish he would get up there and tell the American people that, hey, all of this stuff is unconstitutional. If you want to get out and run your business, get out and run your business, and ignore all these governors and other little uh, pawns, uh, the other little tyrants that are trying to tell you you can't do your business, just if he would get out there and make a stand like that and just say you know it's unconstitutional and you know we're we're behind you 100% if you if you open your businesses that would be the end of this it would stop right now
0: i i think you're right i think that's the way it has to go look the state had every opportunity to do a real lockdown back in march when you know people's sentiment was much much more towards that if they would really have done a lockdown instead of saying oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, just sort of a lockdown, um, then...
2: I don't... That that would not have flown. That would have flown in California and New York. That would not have flown here.
0: I think that... Yeah. The it,
2: cops were not about to do that. The cops were not about to go get shot over that BS. And,
0: and uh, They could have legalized like murder offside, off of your uh, your property and just said, all right,
6: some, it's the frickin' something purge. Like 40, you know, something like 40% of the deaths came from Kumo telling the hospitals to send COVID-19 patients oh, yeah. back to the nursing home. Yeah. So that's why we've got such a huge death rate in New York. It was, again, the government doing the wrong thing. That's right. what they always do government the wrong thing. Government kills
0: people and then blames it on the the, you know, the 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 virus. So, you know, no surprise. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Gene. Mm-hmm. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Let's try Destiny in New Hampshire again. Destiny, can you hear me now?
11: Wow, you sound just like Tom Friedman. If only we were China for a day. There'd be no COVID around right now, Mark Edge.
0: Okay. Is this James from Arizona?
11: Okay. Are you a minister of peace
6: and
0: love? I try. not lie. All the- Thanks for the call.
2: How did he get through as Destiny? Like I I don't expect a board op to know his voice. He's gotten a but- little better
0: at voice um, hiding. And look, uh, just, just Destiny, all you have to do is apologize for threatening me and my family and begin making telephone calls about actual topics. That's all you got to do. Like, it's simple. Let's go to Morgan, calling from South Carolina. Morgan, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: What's up, brother? Uh, Maybe I'm listening out out of time, because I'm listening to the radio, and I don't know if i got a live thing or not, or sometimes... Look here. I'm an old man. Okay? Okay. You were, you were talking about this, that, and the other, but in 1963, Kennedy was shot in 64 and all that.
0: Hold, hold the line here, Morgan. I want to hear, hear what you've got to say. The number 855-450-3733. We'll talk to Morgan in a moment. 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live.
5: Mojo would swallow things whole, a chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues, just constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. dot oh. com. On the DynaVite, all of these symptoms disappeared. DynaVite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on DynaVite. You won't believe how happy your dog D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E will be. D I N O oh. V I T E.com.
0: It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number's 855-450-3733. That's 855 450 Let's go back to Morgan calling in from South Carolina. Morgan wanted to talk about 1963, and I'm not exactly sure what it's all about. So, Morgan, we're back.
7: I'm right here.
0: So what's on your in mind about 1960-
7: 1963? Uh, well, I lived through it. I went to the Corps in 1963. Okay. Uh, but 63, 64, after Kenny's assassination, when Lyndon Baines Johnson stepped into the presidency, uh huh. if you think of time, you could look it up. They said, and he was caught on tape, and it's it's, it's out there. They said it. I'm not I'm born born, raised here in Charleston, South Carolina, not racist prejudiced, or anything like that. But he said, if we take these Negroes, is what he said. But he did it a different way. Gotcha. We Let's... can give them everything. Uh, they don't need uh, husbands in there. The more babies they have and all that, I'm just paraphrasing, cutting to the chase. We'll own them for the next hundred years, and we'll keep getting elected. All right? Another thing I want to say, when uh, 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 the manual nine, I was down here then, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharp, and all them come down here trying to blow this city up when the people down there got killed at that church.
0: Yeah, that's uh, been about really five years ago.
7: I, yeah, and still is. We came together, the whites, the blacks, everything else. This city didn't blow up. They thought if we Dylan Rose come down here and do that, they start a major race war and everything. This city came together. And when Jesse Jackson and Al them you look it up. Through video out there. They they basically kicked him in the ass and said, Get out of here. We don't <laughs> need these problems. I was these actually in
0: calm. I was actually in Charleston when that all occurred and um it was you know it was calm. Um I mean, you know, the justice was meted out by most people's standards. I mean it's it was a terrible situation, but I think Morgan's right um that it's possible to Handle These things without all the division. And that's really what, you know, people don't want to see is the division. And I will say this. I think that the BLM protests will probably have positive results for all of us. However... I don't like the whole the the, the the opportunity that BLM had to be, you know, sort of an all lives matter movement, um, focusing on or a police accountability movement. Right, right. Basically that, right? Like they had there there were police accountability movements out there that basically disappeared about this same time because they were trying to work together in, in this sort sort of thing. And I think that would have been far better. I think we'll get police accountability out of all of this. I, I suspect if if we could do away with qualified immunity, I
1: find that very optimistic.
0: Well, no, perhaps um, if we can get rid of qualified immunity, I think that the results will be good Definitely. and for everybody, right? Not just blacks, but everybody, and that will be then in turn good for blacks. So everybody would uh, work out. So thanks for the call, Morgan. Do appreciate uh, your perspective. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. So I want to go back to this article that I've got here from Reason talking about the debt, and I will take your calls uh, if you if you make them. In the short term, there's no question that the government can and will be able to borrow massively. The interest rates are likely to stay low for the time being and the world as the world shifts into recession. But there's also the specter of investors here and abroad, refusing to buy U.S.-issued debt as our economy flattens. China flexes its economic and political might, and the alternative instruments such as Bitcoin and gold offer safe refuge. And this often happens during the recessions. You'll see gold you know, make a little run, people want to go into something safe, and Bitcoin hasn't been around for very long, so we don't know how it's going to react, but they call it digital gold. It's likely to... Uh, act similarly so i think that's an interesting point um we will see as time goes by even the most hubristic not never heard that word i heard of hubris, hubris. having hubris a hubristic economist or president would have to admit that there will come a time when the us dollar is no longer the world's reserve currency right we said that here uh, moments ago is Everything fails over time, and the U.S. dollar will cease to be the world reserve currency at some point. That change won't necessarily be as dramatic as when the German paper marks became worthless after World War I, but it will massively reduce the purchasing power, um, even as it increases the cost of everything.
2: Well, it'll be less intentional than the German World War One, too, so I would expect it to thereby be less Sudden and dramatic.
0: Did the reason Germany inflate its currency was to pay off the... Uh, um, the war,
2: not the war debt, but World the...
0: World War I, the Treaty of Versailles.
2: Yeah, uh, the Treaty of Versailles. The, yeah, yeah. Of Versailles. the war debt applies Marx? internal, but the, the, what they were demanding in retribution payments. But then they quoted it in the their own currency, which was incredibly stupid. So they are like, all right, here you go, I printed it off.
0: Let's go to the phones. Uh, We've got Robert calling in from, looks like Chicago. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: What's it like to look
6: at a liar in your mirror, Mark?
0: I can't hear you. What's that? Hmm. Something wrong with the audio. I don't know.
1: Sounded like James there for a second.
0: I I, kind of had that feeling, but I couldn't hear anything more. Hmm. I think that he, I think James called me a liar, but... He, I, I don't know what he's calling me a liar about often he'll he'll be upset that um, you know that I've that somehow besmirched his name by saying that he's threatened my family. but all you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, and this is why he shouldn't call in because he gives me an opportunity to say this, is go to things James Whittakind says on Facebook and I've got quotes running back to I can't remember when 2014. I mean, this has been for years. This guy's been doing this. Mind you, the police have done nothing. I mean, you know, one guy threatens uh, Ben Shapiro and and he's locked up immediately. Uh, You know, so cops do what they want. But regardless, there you go. You can go look. It's right there in black and white. Those are quotes. Uh, They've got quotation marks around because I copied and pasted it. Uh, Going on. Uh, spending proponents sometimes cite World War II when talking about uh, battling COVID-19. The analogy is apt for reasons they may not intend. Between 1940 and 45, federal spending increased tenfold from $10 billion to over $100 billion to pay for the war effort. But when victory was won, the government immediately cut military spending. Once peacetime growth resumed, the debt-to-GDP ratio fell quickly. Then, starting in the 1970s, with the exception of a five-year dip during the economic boom of the 90s, the federal government has been growing the size of the debt in relation to GDP.
2: You don't have to quit spending if you never quit the war. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, it just keeps going, and... Well, once you declare war against a concept, you can just keep it going forever.
0: War on drugs, war on terror, war yeah, on... Yeah, we started
2: with inanimate objects, and then, you know, <laughs> weed has defeated us, and then we went to inanimate. I mean, to abstract concepts, which I don't know how you...
1: As long as there mean. are people being scared, we have to kill people. If there's terror in the world, <laughs> someone needs to be shot.
0: Somebody will be shot. There you go. Can't uh, imagine why there would be terror. <laughs> right. Just keeps going. <laughs> I uh, I mean uh, the I think Congress basically rolled back the war, um the that those powers, um War Powers Act uh under Trump because they didn't want him to have that kind of power. Or at least some of it. Not that I've heard. The number, eight five five-450-3733. It's eight fifty-five-450-free. Free talk live. Talk Live. Final segment, it's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. We've got a couple of people on the line here, might have room for you. I'll give the number one more time. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And if you decide that you want to call in, maybe tomorrow. We're on seven days a week. And you know, where you open up the phones to, so that you can call. So 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever you are, we'll be here. Let's go to Robert, calling in from South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Hello, sir. Um, thank you for putting me on. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, the Weimar Republic didn't, didn't – deflate the money what happened was that there was just more the w- w- Germans knew that we couldn't pay our bills so they knew that we were going to crash so everybody would either put their money quickly into swiss francs or throw the money over the factory walls so that members of the family could quickly go and buy something before the money became worthless because um there were there was a, you know there's a certain there were a certain amount of products and, the, and, and there was more and more money after those products because the the money was was, was, was being diluted, and the, the French and
0: the British were. were well, cutting guess, yeah, that, that's a
2: reaction to inflation.
0: What's diluted mean?
11: Diluted means that um, it's like the money becomes more. In other words, more and more money is chasing the same amount of goods.
0: Okay, that's yes. what inflation is. So, inflation is inflation of the currency. That means printing more money.
11: Yes, that's what Germany had to do because it, it was just. There was no other way to do it. it you know? But they didn't, they didn't do that on purpose. They did it because the United States bailed out of the League of Nations and became isolationist, and the French and the British were just ripping this off. Okay, because. the U.S. is absolutely
2: not isolationist, but Germany is the one who printed the money, so Germany is the one who directly caused the inflation. Europe and the U.S. had some responsibility for that, but Germany is the well, one who printed their own money.
11: Well, well Britain came in. Down the the, 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 the uh, France and Britain came down and cut down our forest. They stole everything in sight. They took us right over the coals big time. They
2: who was us, the U.S. or Germany? Germany,
11: Germany. The Federal Republic of Germany is what it is nowadays. It's what it's called. My my family's from Heidelberg. My my father, my father, father's father's family was in the, the potato growing business and my my father's mother's family was it was uh, in the in the milling. Well, you don't have to convince
0: me that the Treaty of Versailles uh, was terrible and caused World War Two. Yeah, the,
2: it, I mean, I don't even call it. It's World War Part One and Part Two. Yeah. So the, the Treaty of Versailles is was intended, I think, to cause World War Two.
0: Yeah, it was a punishment, and but- you know, I mean, it was awful, no doubt. But I would say that um, you know. Germany should know that printing money is going to cause uh, inflation and uh, all the problems that it uh, dealt with. Do you know if the, um, the war debt could have been – how did the war debt need to be paid? Was it it gold? was denominated
2: oh. in German currency, which is how they were able to do that. Robert? Yes, sir. That's correct.
0: That's okay. Right. Well, that's why they printed it. That's the answer to it. Well, Thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Ed calling in from Michigan. Ed, you're on free talk live
11: hi guys uh, can I can you talk you guys explain everything real well could you explain for what the difference is between a pandemic and an epidemic and then give maybe a you know a few easy to understand examples of, of each one because you guys are, you guys do a real nice job of explaining everything but uh, I haven't heard anybody talk about what the difference is between the two of them. Uh, I, why is this one an epidemic I think and not a pandemic? Uh,
1: I, I think an epidemic is uh, uh, in a particular area and a pandemic is uh, widespread
2: yeah a pandemic is globalized An epidemic is more localized i don't have like examples of lists of of breakouts
0: well i've got the internet so um intermountainhealthcare.org says what's the difference between uh a pandemic and an epidemic and an outbreak it says uh Let's see. An epidemic is a disease that affects a large number of people within a community, population, or region. A pandemic is an epidemic that's spread over multiple countries or continents. An endemic is something that belongs to a particular people or country. And an outbreak is a greater than expected increase in the number of epidemic cases. It can also be a single case in a new area. If it's not quickly controlled, an outbreak can be come an epidemic so i guess epidemic is in a region a pandemic is the same thing spread over the globe
11: so a pandemic is just like a a great big huge
0: epidemic yeah pan is uh, usually means global um you know all all
11: yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah okay thanks for explaining it i really appreciate it guys thanks a lot okay
0: thanks for the call ed appreciate it okay bye now number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I got a chance to see Jeffrey Tucker's speech on the um, the whole COVID thing at Porkfest at the end of last weekend. And it was really great. He's working with the um, American Institute for Economic Education. And you can find his work there on the Internet. But I thought it was pretty – I mean, he he – he kind of pointed out that this whole lockdown thing was an idea that was come up with by a little girl in her science project and somehow got trotted out to the Bush administration. And oh, this is
1: this is what happens with computer modeling. I mean, they can be useful, but if you start basing major decisions off of these models when, I mean, the model is going to give you whatever you want it to give you.
2: And then being inflexible. It's like, okay, here are the predictions of the next 20 steps and then the first three are right, and then the fourth one's wrong, well, then that doesn't mean continue to use bad information. Like, everything should be updated as you get new information.
0: And the idea that you have to, um, that everything's going to continue to be, right because we were told how bad COVID was going to be. Remember this Franken-virus that flies through the air and, you know, kills. Total zombie apocalypse. Right. It was going to be off 5% of the population. Now, the numbers have, that's a, you know, over-exaggerated by at least a factor at this point. But the, the, the suggestion was we're going to lose 5% of the world population. And, yeah. well, Tucker pointed out, now I have to, finding corroborating information is difficult for me on this. I am not uh, some kind of, you know, pandemicist or whatever the it takes to figure this stuff out. He doesn't
2: but, cite his sources?
0: Um, I haven't gone through his article. I listened to okay. his speech. Oh, okay. So um, he said that the median age of death is 80 and the average age of death in the United States is 78. Uh, median age of death for COVID, which, you know, doesn't sound that terrifying if, frankly, <laughs> I mean, it's if the average age of death is 78, we're all going to die at some point. And. Old age is one of these sort of comorbidities that seems to give COVID an opportunity. Obviously, um, we've all gotten used to the age of uh, people dying, going up, 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 but a, a global pandemic was coming. It's not like no one knew this was going to happen. The government never took the opportunity to do anything about it. And now suddenly, ah, run around with your hands up, everybody stay home, right, the state could have done many things ahead of time to prepare for this, but they're bad at this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the thing is is that
2: assuming that they wanted to, to do something about this, right? Also, These are the
0: people cause... that have spent you into insolvency. They have in imp- they've they've basically enslaved your grandchildren in debt slavery. They cannot keep people from coming across their own borders they can't keep drugs out of their own prisons and you want them to deal with a global pandemic (laughs) look i got it they have the power to do it they could do it but i i mean i I,
1: i'm do they have the power to do anything good about it
0: i i don't i think that you know it's insulting to um stupid people to call them stupid in the government i think that they that I'm, I'm almost sick and tired of giving them the benefit of the doubt is it incompetence or is it this was the plan is this a feature i don't oh, know i think this
1: is absolutely a feature Yeah, no. i mean you you have never seen this kind of absolute control over the lives of ordinary people the
0: spending no- was nine thousand dollars per person largest spending bill in human history and we got 2600 of it where'd the rest of it go
2: because yeah, th- politically there's no connected way, it would be an, an amazing theory to say that something like this happens and powerful and rich people just decided not to, not to go in and control it right that would be an astounding allegation
0: well i mean it's pretty clear that rich and powerful people are involved right like bill gates is very in, interested in in this particular and health generally
2: even though so- he has no relevant background he's a computer engineer
0: well, I suppose he could self-educate to some extent, but it doesn't seem like some of the things that he's, some of the videos out there, people say that, you know, he doesn't seem to know. Whatever. I don't know. I'm just saying he's interested. Check us out again tomorrow. We'll be back here at 7 p.m. In the meantime, head on over to freetalklive.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We really like it when people go there and sign up for that. So it's freetalklive.com.
1: If you want to move to the free state And you're looking for some real estate Well, I know a guy who's really
6: great
5: porcupinerealestate.com
3: This is a pandemic survival alert. And the most time sensitive messages you will hear this year you still have time to plant a one acre crisis garden and secure a supply of your own nutrient dense food. But time is running out, and it's one deadline you don't want to miss. Who should plant a crisis garden? Individuals, families, churches, communities, anyone or any group that sees hard times ahead. Let's face it, even the mainline media is talking about food supply disruptions and the growing number of grocery store workers who are becoming sick. But there's more packing plants are closing, mile-long lines at food pantries, and more farmers now in financial trouble. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables this summer may be the single most important thing you do. Go to SurvivalSeedBank.com and watch the new video to understand what we're really up against. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports too. Don't wait, every minute counts. Go to SurvivalSeedBank.com. That's SurvivalSeedBank.com.